The opinions expressed on this podcast are not meant to be disseminated as medical advice. If you need additional clarification or have questions, consult a mental health professional in your area. Hello, and welcome to 10 Minutes to Save Your Marriage, the podcast where a comedy writer, that's me, and a psychologist. I'm a little scared right now, but yes, that is me. A podcast where we try to solve your long-running relationship issues in 10 minutes or less. How are you doing tonight, Steve? Uh, I'm tentative. I'm cautious. I'm trepidatious. As you should be. (laughs) With good reason. Because every week my inbox is flooded with listener questions. Just flooded. But this week, I am going to push those all aside to ask something from the most important question asker of all, me. Oh. I have a very Uh-oh. topical, time-sensitive question to ask you, Steve. Okay. You are vaguely aware of what's going on in the world right now, I assume. <laughs> I think uh, uh, the Yankees had some offers for Aaron Judge, <laughs> but they turned them down. Yeah, obviously that's what I'm talking about. Well, everyone <laughs> is joking that when they come out of this, that one of two things is going to happen. There's either going to be a baby boom or, more popularly, that everybody's going to file for divorce. So my question for you this week, Steve, is for those of us trapped in quarantine with our spouses during these uncertain times, <laughs> around each other all day, every day, how do we avoid divorce? That's a good question, actually, because I have noticed, um, I'm still seeing patients through my practice, and and I'll say this, and you're on Twitter also, just me kind of getting a feel for people that I interact with fairly often on Twitter. I have a I have at least a decent sort of rhythm with them and with my clients, my patients. But I have noticed that as time has dragged on here, people are getting more aggravated, more agitated. And it's not uh, I'm going to punch out my neighbor kind of thing, but just a little snarkier than they have been the, like prior to about a month ago. So I do think the ambient stress level is rising a bit in everybody because, frankly, no organism tolerates change very well. It always creates stress. Even good change creates stress. I think we've talked about this before. But um, the question that you ask is how do we avoid turning that aggravation into a relationship problem? Because really, the person you take it out on is the person who's right next to you. Like, your spouse becomes a lightning rod for your good times and your bad times. And if times are going bad for both of you, it can really turn quickly. But the advice I always give, or that I'll say this differently, the advice I give to all of my clients, particularly the ones that are getting more anxious or starting to spin a little bit, which is my word, but it's two things. One, stop watching the news, and two, get out of the house. Like, uh, walk. Walk through your neighborhood, walk at the park, go for a bike ride. And if you can go with your spouse, better yet, put the two of you in a situation where you are not mom and dad for a little while, where you're not uh, employees for a while, where you're not somebody's kids, where you're just, uh, where you're lovers again, where you can just focus on each other. You can talk about all the stuff going on, but now you're a team talking about all of the virus stuff and the employment stuff and the getting your mortgage pushed back and getting that small business loan and all of that stuff. It's you two against the world. And that's called conflict theory. If there is an external enemy, it kind of pushes people closer together. So get out of the house and stop watching the damn news. 
Like, uh, all of the folks on that side are going to say, oh, you're saying this is all overblown. You're one of those that think, yeah, did Sandy Hook really happen? I had a jackass say that to me online the other day. Like, okay, really? No, but the news is designed to stress you out. That's what keeps you locked in. And unfortunately, the most anxious of people bury themselves. They sink in this quicksand of 24-hour news cycles, and it just ramps up their anxiety. It's a vicious circle. So get off the news. If you want to watch the local news at 6 o'clock while you guys are eating supper, just to catch up on what's going on in your town. That's cool. It'll give you a little bit on the COVID stuff, a little snippet of the president's speech, and then move on. Turn it off, watch The Big Bang Theory, or watch a movie. Uh, we're watching Ishtar tonight because we are gluttons for punishment. But that's that's my two big pieces of advice, James, and I hope that that uh, answered your question. Yes, I think maybe I will avoid divorce now, although I'm more likely to avoid divorce just because I never see my spouse. Somehow, my entire family <laughs> is currently trapped under the same roof. Like, my wife and I are both working for home, yet now I see my wife less than before the quarantine. I don't know how that's possible. <laughs> so she, uh, she, they, they, they did some sort of weird shift thing at her work, and now she's starting her shift at 6 a.m. Now, mind you, for oh, her geez. shift, she just has to walk downstairs to our living room, and if she wanted, she yeah. could just do it in the bedroom. I, I, I wouldn't even notice. I would sleep right through it yeah. but to do that she still wakes up at like 4 30 to get ready now Aww. i start my shift at 7 a.m and i work up wake up at about 6 55 i am not exaggerating <laughs> like i have nobody to impress but the result is she's she's going to bed earlier and i'm staying up later because i'm waking up so much later than usual and then on top of that we don't have separate offices as you notice where i record now i'm right out in the middle of the open we thought oh wouldn't it be yeah. great if i was out with the family more well when your kids are at home all day and don't go to school anymore that is a disaster so i actually do all of my work upstairs in our attic bedroom and then she's all the way down here on this floor because she can put in her headphones and tune out the kids better than i can so we are two floors away all day like we don't even say hi in passing so that's how i know that uh we're not going to get divorced because my wife barely remembers who i am so it's not going to be worth filing the paperwork she's not she doesn't hate me enough yet she hasn't had the time to build that resentment but uh, i understand where people are coming from i think that quarantine it's kind of like getting drunk it doesn't necessarily change who you are it just amplifies the behaviors you already have like it's not going to quarantine is not going to make you have problems with your spouse but if you already have problems with your spouse it's going to eliminate your ability to run away from or ignore those problems. It's going to really bring you face-to-face -face with those. Uh, and I think this is a good time to uh, maybe rediscover how to have fun with each other. I mean, you can't go out. You can't do a lot of these things. But I mean, there's, you know, you, you've got your, your terrible movie thing, which, again, you had a good idea for once, and I'm still shocked about it. I don't, <laughs> uh, I, I don't know why I didn't think of that first. But there's, uh, you know, there's that. You can play board games. You can hop online and, you know, have your spouse join you and play games there. I mean, there's there's all sorts of things you can do to connect now, now that there are, there are fewer distractions from problems, but there are fewer distractions from each other. So take advantage of that. Do do something fun and quirky and nobody can judge you for it because you're home alone unless you post on it about the internet so if it goes wrong don't post about it on the internet um do you think i guess on the whole do you really think there's going to be a divorce boom after this no you don't. i don't i don't because um i i do believe when it's us against them we we come closer together like uh, you, you, you hit it on the head, James. Where you said you can't run away, and so you got to deal with it, however that goes. And it, it has to get better because you got no place else to be. So you tend to work things out a little better. 
And again, with a common enemy, it's uh, our house against everyone else out there, and we're going to figure out how to protect ourselves and how to do things our way and uh, fight against the new normal because it's stupid. And everything that we do as a unit, I think it's going to simplify and streamline people's relationships. Yeah, so I wonder about the other part, too, the, the baby boom. That, that That's the other part of the equation, that nine months from now there's going to be all these quarantine babies. It will it will be interesting to see how the demographics work out at the end of all of this, assuming it, it does all end in a good manner and we don't, you know, go extinct or whatever else. It's it's always it's always fun because predictions are all over the map. I think most of us are, are pretty well in the middle. We're being cautious but hoping for the best. But you definitely have people who think the world is going to end. And I've got to imagine that their relationships are probably not doing as well as some other people so just i think the more extreme you are in either direction during times like these i think that probably just ramps up the the stress to 11 uh what does uh what do kids bring to the mix in this do you think you think uh being a parent during this is going to amplify that stress in the relationship or do you think it's going to have more of that effect that you said of, of bringing people together I, well, this, I think, does add a stress because parents rely on that six or seven hours where the kids are at school. <laughs> yes. Not just to do work or go to work, but just to have a break, just to get a little respite, a little uh, poke uh, your head above the surface and breathe for a second. And uh, we've been going for a walk in the park most mornings, and there's a lot of very angry parents with their children out there. <laughs> and I think, oh, buddy, this is going to be tough. Now, we don't have little kids, so... Uh, for my wife and I, this has been great. We've had kind of a renaissance. Everything from G to X-rated has gone up and perfect. So we've been doing really well. <laughs> but I do know if we had little kids, it would probably add some stress because they're, and I don't mean like two-year-old, I mean like six, seven, eight-year-olds that go to school all day. Like uh, we, we're empty nesters since our son moved the Xbox into his bedroom. <laughs> so that's been nice. But um, yeah, kids are going to add some stress. The best case scenario is like your family, James, where your kids can kind of entertain and police each other some. So you got four kids and they can kind of take care of some of that energy amongst each other. They don't rely on the parent. But if you just got one kid or maybe two and you're trying to entertain and pour energy into both of them and monitor their schoolwork and this and that, like that's a whole lot more distraction than people enjoy. Yeah, you know, that was actually uh, it was like the second or third chapter of uh, one of my books, Bare Minimum Parenting, The Ultimate Guide to Not Quite ruining your child there's a shameless plug and i just held it up to the camera and i forgot this is this is audio only so <laughs> nobody's even <laughs> well going to see that but one of my arguments and I, I made it half facetiously but i said that having multiple children is easier than having one child because if you have a lot yeah, of kids they play with each other if you have one kid they got to have a friend over or you have to pay attention to them and let me tell you something those people with only one kid now are going crazy because that kid has yeah. nobody else to play with but you i mean my kids come up to see me like a few minutes a day and during those few minutes they say i mean more words than I write in a week. Like the, the words just come <laughs> pouring out of them. They do not stop talking. I can't imagine if I was the sole focus of their attention all the time. Well, if you have some words you'd like to share with us and have us answer in the form of a question, I think I mixed that up, but <laughs> send in your questions to uh, James Breakwell at explodingunicorn.com. That's James Breakwell at explodingunicorn.com with the E. It does not have to be a marriage question. It can be platonic friends, coworkers, uh, bosses, whatever you got, uh, and uh, we'll do our best to answer that. This has been another episode of 10 Minutes to Save Your Marriage, and that's 10 Minutes of Your Life You'll Never Get Back.